eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Loho Daily. I'm Laura Tobes, a.k.a. Loho. It's crew pod day. I haven't had a chance to really hang out with the crew because I was in Miami last week and I wasn't going to make them stick around and figure out how to hook that up for us down there. So I get to be back with Rick Camp and Herb Lawrence and talk to them about whatever. What are we What are we talking about today? What do you guys want to talk about? Probably baseball. I'm more interested in the getting deep into why Boston is now thinking about rejecting this trade. I don't know if it's been said, but... They knew this guy had Tommy John surgery, the prospect now they're calling medicals on. They knew that he profiled more as a relief pitcher than a starting pitcher. The fact that they're bringing up these things tells me they got buyer's remorse. Or somebody's called Bloom and said, hey, you just got a job by your old Tampa Bay guy, um, Friedman out there. Are you guys just working in concert? So it seems like there's just... Buyers are more for Boston. They realize they gave away a generational talent for pennies on the dollar. Do you think that they're going to walk away from this trade now? I think they're going to ask L.A. to sweeten the pot, throw in uh, Jeter Downs, another guy, uh, prospect. L.A.'s prospects didn't get touched. No Dustin May. None of the guys that you hear, they're still good to go after Francisco Lindor if they really wanted to. So, yeah, I think that Boston will ask L.A. to sweeten the pot of the trade. And if L.A. balks at it, there could be a Boston saying, you know what, I don't want to do this. Not a good look for Bloom. It's his first real trade. Other teams will be looking at him with a jaundiced eye from here on out. You don't want to set that precedent. Why you got that skeptical look on your face, Campy? Uh, I guess I'm just not as surprised as everybody else that this type of stuff is starting to happen. Once that luxury tax got put into place, we knew exactly what it was for. It was to limit salaries on players, maximize profits of organizations, and it's just to give an excuse. That's really all it was. It was put in place by the people that are using it as a scapegoat. So, I mean, it sucks for the game to see this, and it's frustrating to see it. But I'm not surprised at all that teams are essentially punting on these types of talents so that they don't have to, God forbid, pay. I don't know if if I would describe it as surprise. Like, I'm not not surprised because 
if you give owners the chance to not pay people, they will not pay people. Yeah. My surprise comes in the reaction from fans with this that that are so easily just like, oh, ownership is right. The team is right. That, that guy. And then, like, even if you agree with the way that your team wants to go about doing their business, like, I, I understand that point of view that you're you're maybe more attached to the team than you are the player. The trashing of the player to justify not paying them the money is the thing that bothers me more than anything. Yeah. And you can't get better representation of teams than Chris Bryant, Francisco Lindor, and Mookie Betts. So if if even those guys have to be subject to that type of turn where someone turns on them, I I, I don't know. I don't know where we go from here if, if that's the way that things are going to be handled. And I can see this happening in the future with Yohan Mankata. We spoke about this on Locked on Sox, me and Tanny. He's going to be gone in four years. He's not going to sign these deals that Rick Hahn likes to put out there with the extension. He's going to be on the open market. And will we as Sox fans vilify him for doing exactly what he should do in there's going to be a different CBA at the time he signs this deal. But like you said, I love the Sox, but also I want the player to get his fair value. Yep. And to sign these deals pre-arb, good for everybody involved. But I also think you're taking away your chance to make real money, to make generational changing money. We spoke about Ozzy Albies. Seven years, $35 million, great for everybody, but he's under market value. Now people in the future, if Nick Madrigal ever goes and the Sox are going to be negotiating with him, they'll be like, okay, the market deal is Ozzie Albies. Are you as good as him? No. Cool. He got seven years for $35 million. How about you get seven years for thirty? Is that good for you? No, he won't take it. He shouldn't. And us as fans, I think it happened with the Boston. They were like, well, they offer him 10 years, $300 million. It's like that's under market value. Right. He shouldn't take that deal. He shouldn't just take any deal that the team offers him. And that's what fans think all the time. Yeah, and it's weird because they would never allow that for their own negotiation. Right. Like, you would never just go, oh, this is what they're offering me for the job and not push back a little, even if even if it's not. Like, let's say you were going in for a job. And, yeah, you wanted the job. And they said, well, the job's going to pay you $35,000. And you're like, well, I have more experience than than an entry level position. How about you pay me thirty nine thousand dollars? Like, you shouldn't just go. Well, they offered it to me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take it. Like, obviously, it feels great to be wanted. And I can tell you, I can I can tell you I, without getting into the numbers. I remember when I was gonna start working. I now technically work full time. NBC Sports Chicago. And I remember them saying, oh, yeah, well, we're thinking about this and going, oh, man, that's that's nice. And my agent being like, no, fam, like we can we can ask for more. And if they say no, they say no. And then we have our answer. And they didn't say no. And I I, I was sitting there going, oh, I'd totally be down for that. And now I found out it was more low key that TV money real. It's pretty nice. Radio. 
not so much. Yeah, if you're on the if you're on the other side of the glass, it's yeah, decent. I mean, it's nice. Oh yeah, I'm. But uh, I mean, compared to compared to TV money on that. Oh, side. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like TV money yeah. on either side, you're good if you have a full time job. Radio on the other hand, whatever. But I get it. Like I think Thomas used to say, my former roommate Thomas Hall. You don't ask, Common you don't. Law husband. Yeah, you don't ask, you don't get. And this is what people need to realize. You are worth more than what people are going to offer you. If they're going to offer you that, that's their bottom. That's their bottom. That's not their top. They're not going to offer you the most they have. They're they're offering you what they think you can take without being insulting to you. Right. And so the you, minimum. Yeah, you need to know your value and. Like I think you pointed out, and this is a different topic, that people should be sharing their salaries and other things so other people can know what their value is. Okay, you're a producer in this market. That pays $55,000, blah, blah, blah. And then you can go into a negotiation and say, you know what? This guy does this, that, and the other. I do this, that, and the other, too. I would like to get paid the same amount. So it's a difficult thing. I people have a hard time asking for money. Oh, right there, raising my hand immediately. I mean, it, it doesn't it matter. Is. It doesn't matter the context. It sucks. It's a difficult thing, and I know that in our industry, this is something like it's a struggle for a lot of women who are in sports media to ask for more, even though they're. They should be making more money. I don't think that people should just be like, I make this much and just throw it out there. But, but for example, I talked with Tony about when he left about how a negotiation should go to try and prepare him for, well, this is probably what they're going to say. And you need to decide like how much you can push. Now there's a point where they're going to go no and, and be done with it. And if you keep pushing, they'll probably just move on to the other candidate. But they expect that there's going to be some give and take. And maybe the negotiation isn't um, financial. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a perk that you didn't know you could have. Maybe it's more vacation days that you didn't know that were going to be available for you. Things that bring you comfort. Those types of things are valuable. And I, I, I won't say what it is, but there was... One of my colleagues here, and this is what I mean, one of the colleagues at, at here at B96 signed a new deal, was talking to me about some of the things that were in their deal, and I was like, ooh, I want that. It would make my life a hell of a lot easier if I got that. It was a big part of my renegotiation with the score. Huh. And I got it because I said, I want this, and this has to be a part of the next thing. You have to figure out where the leverage is. Because sometimes you can think you have leverage and you don't have leverage. But in the case of the players, they're going to have leverage at the end of their contracts because there'll be multiple suitors. Mm-hmm. I understand anyone that says, well, why not sign an extension? If the extension is is equal to what you think you're going to get on the open market, the Cubs could come through right now and be like, hey, Chris, we want to sign you for seven years, $325 million. He'll be dumb not to sign that deal because I think that's over market value for him. I'm, I'm just throwing a number out there. But yeah, even, like, even if even if let's say the Cubs came in and offer and maybe not even with him. Like, like Let's say for one of these guys that are earlier in the process, like earlier in their 
career. If they get 80% of what they think market value will be at the time, which I know is very unrealistic to actually expect them to be able to get, but in theory, like what's, what's the opportunity cost you're willing to deal with? I would think at that point, if it was, you know, definitely not Ozzy Albies or anything like that, but if, if because of how we're starting to view primes of players, these numbers actually start to go up mm-hmm. and get closer to maybe, you know, like I just threw out the number, that 80% number of what that guy is going to be worth, then I think it makes sense to say, yeah, I didn't get top market value, but I paid that 20% for insurance against major injury or whatever it ends up being. And I think if you're thinking about the Cubs right now, if you're going through their roster, who is the best player on the team? Rick, who do you think their best player on the team is? On the Cubs right now? Yeah. Yeah, Chris Bryant. Okay. It could be argued, Chris Bryant or Javi Baez. Mm-hmm. Look at your attitude towards Chris Bryant and Javi Baez. Coming up about the same amount of time, like I think Javi has one more year than Chris has before he's up. But look at the Cub fan attitude towards Chris Bryant since last year where he spoke up as a player rep offering that, you know, what I what happened to me was unfair. This needs to be fixed, and the player associate is going to do this. As opposed to Javi, who has nobody who is a Cub fan against him. There's no talks about Javi getting traded. Why is that? It's because you, as the fan, are conditioned to like the team. The team is throwing this out there, or they're not throwing it out there intentionally by themselves. They're allowing it to exist out there mm-hmm. because they want to trade. They benefited yeah. from it, and so there's you know your best player is getting traded, and you're not pissed about it. You're actually happy about it. Seems wrong. Yeah. When are the white players finally going to get equal treatment from the fan base? <laughs> when are the <laughs> when are the tall, good-looking, blue-eyed white players ever going to be treated well? But honestly. <laughs> Like, that's one of the things that's scary to me. Chris Bryant is out of central casting. Mm -hmm. Like, this guy is exactly what people envision when they envision a baseball player. Yeah. And that guy is getting shit for not being a team guy. Mm -hmm. Some of the text messages that I got today when I brought up Chris Bryant's name were unbelievable. You would think that this guy was Milton Bradley. Right. It's it's so interesting to go sport to sport. If the exact same situation happened in the NBA, I, I know it's not exactly the same, but something similar. Boy, how are those conversations different? Because it's much more expected in the NBA because of part of just the nature of the league now is they promote individuals as well as they do. So there are so many more people in basketball that are fans more of individual players than are of teams necessarily that they hope for the best for the player. Like there are a bunch of, you know, either listening to podcasts or seeing people online that are Oklahoma city thunder fans. And even after it came out that Russell Westbrook was like, Oh, PG's out, get me out of here. They were like, we hope the best for him in, in Houston and all that stuff. Because even though he signed and stayed for one year, when Kevin Durant left, one year, but that means he stayed. They <laughs> he have, chose them. Yeah, exactly. He until. chose them until, and they want the best for him as a player. And there are even some fans that, 
you know, you see how many people get damn tribute videos now in the NBA. I mean, it's got, it's a little ridiculous right. in the NBA. All right, let's know. let's let's talk about that for a second. Let's get off of the super serious sports stuff. Yeah. Let's. How do we determine who deserves a tribute video? If you were, if I, I know it's if you were a role player, stop. Unless you were like role player, you have to have been with that team for a minimum of like eight years. Like I'm thinking like a Nick Collison, if he had ever left Seattle slash Oklahoma City and gone somewhere for his last year, if like Udonis Haslam had ever left the Heat, that kind of thing. That's fine. Like, you know, that guy was there for a long time. You can show slow-mo video of him clapping while standing Mm -hmm. or getting off the bench while the actual players did stuff or the early career stuff. That's fine. But it's got to be like stars that were with your team for, I would say, at least two, two and a half years unless you win the title where it's like what Kawhi did in Toronto. And that was one of the best video tributes I've ever seen. That makes sense. I mean, that guy comes in, even though he's there for a year, he wins a title. He wins a title for not just a city, but for a country. Yeah. Obviously, there should be a statue. Like, like that, that's, that I get. What's the one tribute video that you saw where you were like, come on, fam? Who got one where you like, are we really Didn't the doing... Did the give Jabari Parker one? They sure Probably, did. but this is the thing. I think Joe and I got in trouble for yelling at the White Sox via Twitter about Matt Thornton getting a tribute video. I see it as a <laughs> slight, not towards Matt Thornton. A he was slight, a fine White Sox. It's yeah. a slight towards the people who deserve one, like Frank Thomas, Paul Konerko, uh, Mark Burley, those type of guys deserve one. And if you're going to give it to everybody, then it doesn't make it special to those guys. So if you're – maybe your number's getting retired by the team. You're an all-time great player. Um, did Taj get one? He probably did. I'm thinking he's, these guys love – like, he's, he's close because he was here for a good while and through good teams. But he shouldn't deserve one. Like Derek nah, deserves one. He won an MVP for this team. Jimmy, no. Jimmy doesn't deserve one. You can't just give it to everybody. You That has to be special. No, you know what they did? They gave one with Jimmy Butler and Taj Gibson. Yeah, that's too much. I, I mean, I love Taj, man, but Taj tribute video? What is it, just defensive rebounds? I mean, think Pretty about much. this. When Ryan Archie Diakono finally leaves the Bulls, <laughs> he's coming back and he's getting a video tribute. Does he deserve one? No. He's had a great story. Oh, my God. The idea of the Arch tribute video is D'Angelo Russell got one in Brooklyn. No. Yes. For his one year there? Yeah, for his one good year oh, there. Oh, come on. That's a little much. There there are even worse guys that have gotten tribute videos. Like? I'm, I'm trying to think of them right now. I'm, like, scrolling through Twitter hoping to find them, but apparently searching tribute video gives a little too vague. So so, so, so Kimba got one, right, in Charlotte? Yes. He's deserved Deserve. one, yes. right? Absolutely. He'll probably, his number go up in the rafters after it's all said and done in Charlotte. But I'm thinking, like, will Spencer Dinwiddie come back here and the Bulls give him a video tribute for his, what, 16, 17 games here? <laughs> Melo probably would get one. Bulls legend, Carmelo yeah. Anthony. Yeah, it's it's really dumb. Like, I'm all for like everybody being pro player empowerment, but sometimes it's like look in the mirror first. Some, Before you start working on this thing, look in the mirror. Yeah, I 
I think that they've probably gone a little far with tugging at the heartstrings. Like, for a player that didn't elicit yeah. any actual... Like, are people in Brooklyn, like, really like, man, D'Angelo, that was my guy. Or they're like, man, he's he's a good player. Yeah, I appreciate his one year here. Bye. And that's... And, or one and a half years. I forgot. He got good. Uh, and he tricked off on uh, Hoodoo. Swaggy P, that's yep. why I got traded out to Brooklyn. Yep. So it turned and, out well for everybody. And to get that awful Mozgov contract off their books. I forgot about the Timothy Mozgov money. Who also signed at like 1201 with Waldang. Oh, yeah. They both got the four for 72 in the Woo! summer of 2016. Woo! Hall like- of Famers at the bank. Yeah. Joakim Noah, too. Um, is, Can we laugh at the Knicks for a minute? Yes. Maybe I'll say yes. this for my own Loho Daily, but but I can laugh with you guys about it. Mm-hmm. I always laugh at the idea of, of people that are Knicks fans or Knicks observers feeling like they are entitled to something. It's incredible. It's basketball mecca. Not for 40 no. years, fam. Right. Nobody here listening to this podcast was alive and looking at the Knicks Winning a national, on um, winning an NBA championship, nobody, zero people. Was it seventy three? Nobody, no one. You might have been alive, but you did not. Seventy seven? Uh, no, it was like seventy three, like seventy three, seventy four. Yeah, because once you got to the end of the seventies, it was like the Sonics and the Blazers. Portland. Yeah, like this is what I'm talking about. They're not the mecca. Who do they produce in in basketball? You're like, man, that's New York basketball. The mecca, Chicago. When Anthony Davis said that, you took a look back and you said, yes, Chicago's the mecca because you had Bulls championships throughout the 90s. Yeah, the team's not good anymore. But the players are all littered with, or the NBA's all littered with Chicago players and playing Chicago-style basketball. So, yeah, New York, I, I'm trying to think of a New York player currently in the league besides Kyrie. Sebastian Taj. Telfair. You know, Taj. Taj. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Taj. No, um, um, what's his name? Who? The, the blowing in the air guy, Lance Stevenson. Is he even on the roster? Uh, no. Oh, well, there goes I'm that. I'm just saying, like. He was born ready. Back in the day, what was it? Like Rod Strickland. Mm-hmm. You had the point guards. Steph Marbury. Those type of guys. But nobody's really jonesing for New York basketball. No. The Knicks are one of the few franchises that is more overrated in terms of lore that it has than the Bulls. It's the number one team, isn't it? I, I'm terrified that Money-wise? the Bulls are becoming that. But I think that Bulls fans have done a good job of not being as easy to sell mm-hmm. as Knicks fans are. But I like what they did today with the Knicks hiring an agent. It's Chris Paul's agent. Leon Rose, right? Yeah. And who else they hired with him? Or why Wes? Oh. Did they really? Yeah, both of them. Okay, so they're doing some different things. I don't like James Dolan, but he's willing to try different things. He tried to get uh, Messiah Jury. Messiah Jury's like, no, I, I honestly don't think he tried to get Messiah Jury. I think he put out feelers. No, he said, so, hey, Messiah, it's James. That's what happened. Immediately got hung up on Yes, because... But it's it's the opposite. It's just because we're here and we see how everything is so constant with the Bulls. The Knicks are just kind of the opposite, where even when, even when, this is why I never believe, even if Masai had come to the Knicks, that it would really work out that well. Mm-hmm. Donnie Walsh, when he was brought to New York, 
was that guy, the guy that was incredibly respected, had a great resume, even started to help them get a little bit better. But James Dolan couldn't help himself from meddling, from having his people spy on whatever um, Donnie Walsh was doing. And Donnie Walsh said, I can't do this the way I was told I was going to when I got hired. I'm out. Left them in the lurch, as he should have, and they've been screwed ever since in the front office. So even when James Dolan's had that, he's had the right dude in place. He just goes to prove more than anybody else that in really especially in basketball, but in all sports, ownership is the biggest advantage you can have. Is it wrong that I like when the Knicks suffer? Like, it makes me laugh when they fail. And I don't know if that's me growing up and being a Bulls fan in the 90s, like, seeing them fail. Not that I'm I'm not looking in our own backyard. Like, it's it's – it's been a desert for a long time. Yeah, but we've tasted some championships. We've had those things. Knicks fans have not, and they've had the feeling of being superior for some damn reason. These people haven't won anything. So what's what's the expiration date on all of – like, when's the point when all of us Jordanites have to stop talking about that? Because if we're mad at the Knicks, we're talking about the 73 championship. We're getting, close. we're getting real close. We're getting close. I mean, at least the Bulls have been to a conference final since then. Well, actually, yeah, the, the Knicks, Knicks had in 2000, 2008. What do we got? No, no, what do we got? No. Eight more years? No, they weren't there in 2008. I thought it was 2008. No. The strike shortened year where the they were the eight seed, beat the Heat in the first round. It was the Allen Houston runner. And they went to the finals as an eight seed and lost to San the Antonio. San Antonio with uh, Duncan and Robinson. What What if I say that the limit is twenty five? Twenty five. That's years? fair. We can't like we can't do the Jordan championships after twenty five years after the last one. So we can't talk about that era 23? in twenty twenty three. Like after after yeah. the the twenty twenty two season, we have to put it away as Bulls fans. Why is Brad Evans wearing my T shirt? Oh yeah, he is wearing the. Oh, he's wearing a. He wears that, uh, t-shirts all the time. Is that the I, uh, Seattle Seahawks or Sea Supersonics? Yeah, one? the Seattle Supersonics NBA Jam shirt. It's almost like they mass produced those or something. He he wears. Am I, I love Benjamin? him. He wears. Last week he was wearing like that type of t-shirt. Yeah, a jacket and a Panama hat down at Super Bowl week. That's awesome. Uh, homage is great. The the site where you can get those NBA Jam t-shirts. It's great. You know, a little pricey, but, I mean, the quality of stuff is really good. I have to see if there's one that – the Bulls one, because Jordan wasn't on NBA Jam, you could get, like, BJ like, and Horace, right? Was, uh, or Scotty and Horace. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thing is with Homage, anybody who orders from there, get it a size bigger than you normally wear because it just runs small. Right. So Campy got a medium. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> For each side of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, boys. This was fun today to, to rip the Knicks. There's nothing better than Always ripping New York teams fun. or Boston teams, which oh. we did too. Oh, Hard the, to rip the Boston over, teams. Over the weekend, I forget what the reason was. A lot there was of some, titles. There was something happening like multiple times, and Nick Costos brought it up. And I'm, I'm at least assuming he's a Knicks fan because either way, I brought he seems, uh, like, he seems like he would be. He's loud like one? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I just mentioned, so that happened every time Charles Smith got stopped? <sighs> That was his worst moment of his life. Probably. As a basketball player. Yes. It's terrible. That's Rick Camp, Herb Lawrence. I'm Lawrence Holmes. Thanks for listening to Loho Daily. We'll see you next week.